The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. 206 on the Friday edition of the 630 Chad Afternoon News. A little Willie Nelson to start things off. For a number of reasons, Chedville, Willie Nelson playing Big Valley Jamboree tonight. That's going to be lots of fun, along with uh, Little Big Town and George Fox, Jess Moskaluke. That annual weekend concert going on. Tons of fun out there as usual. If you're heading out there, let me know at 6.30, 6.30. Curious to know what you are doing this weekend. Maybe you are hitting the road, going out of town. Maybe you're heading to the mountains. Maybe you're heading down south. Whatever it is, all I know is this. It's Friday. It's four hours to what, Gina? Three days in paradise, not two. Three days in paradise. Three days That's in paradise. right. It's a long weekend. Lots uh, going on in the city of Edmonton. We'll get to some of that over the next four hours. The other reason why I picked that tune to start this show today is because it matches with our first topic. And that is this. I have a question for you. When do you plan on giving up driving? Maybe when you're 70? Maybe when you're 80? Maybe in your 90s? Maybe never. A new study by State Farm Insurance says more than half of you plan to keep driving past the age of 80. And come on, for most of us, sooner or later, we are going to have to give it up. And that means there needs to be a conversation about it at some point. So John Borneau is the Director of Media Relations for State Farm Canada. He joins us this afternoon to chat about some of the information that has just recently been compiled. Uh, There's a a study that's just been done. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Jillian. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Willie Nelson's in town, eh? That's awesome. Yeah, well, he's just kind of yeah. outside in Camrose, so you actually have to okay. hit the road. But yeah, there's a big country music festival that takes place about uh, 45 minutes outside of Edmonton every August long weekend. And Keith Urban's there tomorrow, and you name it. So if you like country music, that's the place to be this weekend. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. I saw him up here just north of Toronto of, uh, like last year. Last time he came through here, and he's just great. Awesome. So are you hitting the road this weekend? I'm already hitting the road. Actually, I'm talking to you from uh, a place where I'm relaxing right now, so this is perfect. I get to, uh, this is what they pay me to do these interviews, so it's <laughs> awesome. So I'm doing, uh, I'm doing two sides of the coin. I'm relaxing and working, so I'm loving it. Perfect. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep you for too long. I, I promised you I wouldn't. I'm curious to know, um, you know, what was behind the study? What was the catalyst for it? Yeah, well, what we saw earlier in the year, as you know, StatsCan came out with um, some recent stats earlier in, earlier this year. And one of them that struck us was the fact that now those in Canada age 65 and over now outnumber those 14 years uh-huh. and under. This is the first time ever. So we, uh, we've been doing some road safety initiatives over the last few years, and we thought, hey, you know, we were kind of brainstorming, thought, well, maybe we should talk a little bit about seniors and driving yeah. and see what we come up with. And uh, you've already said some of the results there. I mean, more than half of Canadians want to keep driving past 80. Uh, 26% past 85, and there's a further 10, uh, 10 or 12% that want to go past 90. So we found that uh, pretty amazing. But on the flip side, uh, what we also found was it's very sensitive issue because mm-hmm. some of these people have been driving for, you know, 60 or 70 years, and a driver's license, you know, equates to independence. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we want to do 
is see someone, you know, lose their license overnight. Uh, so we're hoping we are going to be the catalyst for some conversations with the elderly drivers and their families about this issue. Well, and John, this is certainly going to be a huge one for, I know that we've dealt with it in our family uh, recently, yep. and, uh, you know, I'm looking to, uh, you know, my father who loves to drive, who drives from northern Ontario all the way down to Florida every year, doesn't think twice about it. And as our population gets older, this is this is going to be even more of an important conversation to have, isn't it? Absolutely. And I share my story with my mother. God love her. She's 76 years old. But I look at her uh, Toyota Camry and there's scuffs all over it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it may sound funny, but I say, Mom, you know, how did this happen? You know, and she'll say, well, I got I hit something in a parking lot or somebody hit me. And then I think, well, you know, she drives my kids around, her yeah. grandkids around. So the safety aspect of this is enormous. Uh, and the again, I, the other issue is just engaging the elderly in these conversations is so sensitive. We found that 94 percent, I mean, 90 percent of people in Alberta uh, believe that it's very important to talk to the elderly, elderly drivers, seniors about driving. Yet only 33 percent have actually done so. Yeah. And of that 33 percent, 80 percent say they get negative feedback from the people, you know, from their family members, yeah. their elderly family members. So, I mean, I'm not going to be the one that sits there and tells a grandmother that she can't drive anymore. Yeah, John, so it, 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 the sensitivity around this is just its just enormous. So I want to get to how to have that conversation coming up, but I'm curious to know if um, in this study um, that State Farm recently did, was there numbers to show that our, our senior drivers are more dangerous than, let's say, you know, my age at uh, mid-40s or, you know, my, my kids in their 20s driving? Well, the first thing I want to make clear is that I know that there's people listening to your show right now that are 65 plus that are better drivers than a lot of people that are 25 and under. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being a driver is an individual situation and, you know, everybody has different circumstances, their health, where they drive, what they drive, their driving record and whatnot. But what we can say is we looked at uh, data from, you know, professionals here, the Traffic Injury Research Foundation, Transport Canada. And what they're seeing is, is that, you know, elderly drivers, senior drivers, especially over the age of 75, hmm. the fatalities per kilometer driven increases dramatically. And a lot of that has to do with the simple reality of aging. Mm-hmm. As you get older, uh, your, your sight's going to go, your hearing's going to go, your cognitive abilities go. All those things are essential to driving or operating any motor vehicle safely. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're targeting seniors saying, well, seniors are bad drivers. That's ridiculous. What we're saying is as you age, you inevitably are going to have things degrade that are essential to operating a motor vehicle safely. So, of course, it's just a matter of aging. A matter of aging. Was there, you know, getting doctors involved in, in this process at all? I know in, in Alberta, I pulled it up the other day. So in uh, in Alberta, so yes, for license renewals, a medical report signed by your physician is required at 75 years, 80 years, right. and every two years after 80 years. But when, you're, when you get to the point to have the conversation maybe with mom or dad or whomever it is about not driving anymore or slowing down or making a transition does it help when you when you have a doctor figure involved in this compared to just having a a worried son or daughter i I think that's essential Uh, i I think that's essential to this entire process Um, what we found were uh, we asked the driver specifically uh, age 65 and over what would be a catalyst for you or what would you what would you think would be important for you to actually consider giving up your license 
and the vast majority said advice from their doctor. Mm-hmm. The second thing was advice from their family, mm-hmm. uh, because they don't realize, because a lot of people, I, I tell this joke often, I, I'm a guy, I'm a 47-year-old man, and I don't think, I, I think I stopped aging when I was 18. Yeah. But, you know, your body continues to age. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could talk to your doctor and your family about what's going on with you physically, uh, then you can make the transition, as you say, Jalen, because we don't want this to happen overnight. We'd like them to say, hey, look, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, what other options are available instead of removing you from your license immediately? Are, are taxi cabs available in your area? Are, what about public transit? Uh, are there volunteer organizations? Do you have friends? Mm-hmm. So you're not removing the driver's license and they're independent overnight. You're looking at it in a gradual process. Yeah, you start uh, you start working towards it. And I think the conversation, the way that you approach the conversation has got to be so important as well. It can't be like, oh, you, you banged up the truck again. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. But it's like, hey, mom, it worries me when um, I see something like this happen happening. Something like that. you you, you got to ease into this stuff. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's, think about it. I mean, You've been driving for so long, mm-hmm. and you, you 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 get up in the morning, you have your breakfast, you go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go out shopping, mm-hmm. or I'm going to go visit my uh, my children, I'm going to go visit my grandchildren. Well, the car's in the driveway, hop in, you turn the key, and you go. Uh, but as you know, it's like death and taxes. Eventually, <laughs> inevitably, everybody's going to stop driving. <laughs> so instead of making this abrupt change, talk to your elderly drivers, talk to the family members, involve the doctors, and do it in a transitional way. It will ease the process much better, and it can also save relationships. Yeah. I mean, I've heard doctors uh, go up to family members, you know, children of the elderly parents, and they'll tell them directly, they'll say, look, I don't think your mom or dad could be driving anymore, but I understand the sensitivity. I'll yeah. be the bad guy, and I'll be the one to tell yeah. them. Yeah. But you know what? You can be part of that process and enhance your relationship with your elderly family members as opposed to having to do it that way. John Borgnon from State Farm Canada joining us on the phone this afternoon. A new survey or new poll results, poll results, just results of a study about driving. And yeah, it was uh, this this uh, this report said that half of you plan to keep driving past the age of 80. And I'm guessing, John, the result that you found is because otherwise they felt their freedom was being taken away. Is that what you That's heard most? That's number one. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what what is, what, why are you reluctant to give up your license? The vast majority, I think it was 76%, said my loss of independence. Mm-hmm. And that is not surprising in the least. Uh, again, I love to drive. Uh, this is Canada. We are, I think we're the second largest country in geography in the world. We're built on highways. Uh, you go anywhere in this country. We live in vast provinces. We live around the car. Subdivisions, communities are built around the car. This is not going to change overnight. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we're looking at, again, I'm hoping that you know, when I'm a senior, when I get to 70, 75, technology might take over. I won't have to drive anymore. Uh, you know, Autonomous vehicle research, autonomous vehicles, the process that we're having right now with that is going very quickly. And I'm thinking 100 years from now, we might be looking back and going, why the heck did we drive cars at all? They're death traps. Uh, but that is something that is that's something yet to be determined. But there's a lot of things coming down the road. But until then, the time now is to talk. Yeah, John, I'm curious to know if in this study, if if the older folks uh, that we that you did talk to or 
if you if there was questions asked about knowledge about their lack of ability of driving or the fact that maybe you know you can't turn your neck the way it is or you can't move as well it is just your maybe the, the the medical conditions the body conditions that might lead you to be incapable of driving as you're getting older yeah and that comes down to the realization of an individual's person's yeah. circumstances and that's why we've been so adamant about bringing doctors into the situation. Yeah. Uh, because as you know, uh, people as they age, they still believe they can do some of the things they did 20 years ago yeah. until, you know, you're out playing baseball and you make that swing and you realize that your shoulder, you know, you, you can't move your shoulder the next day. Yeah. Or you go and do some gardening in your garden and the next morning you wake up all stiff and when you didn't do that 20 years ago. Your mind tells you one thing, your body's telling you another. So the importance of having some uh, medical review and speaking to your doctor is essential because, again, your cognitive abilities are going to degrade. It's just a fact of aging. And a lot of, a lot of seniors I know out there start to self-police, which is good. They decide, well, I'm not going to drive on the highway anymore. I'm not going to drive at night anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go on, you know, I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go there anymore, which is fine. But it's still, you still have to deal with other people on the road. You still have to deal with the fact that it's public. And you still have to deal with the fact you're carrying passengers. And you're sharing the road with pedestrians and cyclists. Driving can be very dangerous. And you need all your skills as sharp as possible and you need your attention on the road. And as you age, that lessens. John, I want to thank you for helping us start this conversation on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News, and I hope that uh, it, it starts the conversation in a number of families this evening, maybe around the dinner table. Thank you for joining us, and have a great weekend. I want to wish you and your listeners a fantastic long weekend. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and I hope that uh, we can be the catalyst to some discussions with families about this. Awesome, John. Take it easy. We'll talk to you again soon. It is 2.20 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Your thoughts as continue this conversation. I know that you always have a lot to say about this. When are you going to quit driving? How are you dealing with this in your own family? I know some of you have told me in the past that, you know what, dad's driver's license got taken away and, you know, he passed away. He turned into a shell of a man. I know it can be tough. I know it can be really difficult. But how are you handling it? And do you think there should be an age limit? Do you think once you hit 80? No. Or as long as you are passing those tests... You're good to go. Let me know at 630-630. You can call me at 496-0063. It's 220. So apparently Canadian drivers, you are reluctant to give up the wheel as you get older. It's according to a new survey by State Farm. So the insurance company pulled about 3,500 people of driving age across Canada earlier this year to find that 55% of respondents would keep driving past the age of 80 29% would give up their license between the ages of 80 and 84. 16% would stop driving before 90 years of age, while 10% would keep driving after 90. You can text me in your thoughts on on, uh, how how this is uh, unfolding at your place at 630-630, or give me a shout like Derek has at 496-0063. Hey, Derek. Derek. Hi, how are you? Not too bad, how are you? Good, thank you. For, and thanks for giving us a call. So tell us about uh, what happened in, in your family when, uh, was it your dad uh, st- stopped driving? Well, my dad, back in the 80s, he, he used to be a professional driver, owned his own trucking company, and uh, he knew that he couldn't uh, drive so well at night he didn't have the vision. Mm-hmm. So he just, unless absolutely necessary, he wouldn't go out after night. Okay. And my brother, same thing. He uh, just recently 
they went for a holiday, like in the last year, they went for a holiday out to the coast. And uh, halfway back to Saskatoon, he uh, pulled over and told his wife she had to drive. He didn't feel right. Oh. And uh, went went in for tests and everything. He was diagnosed with vascular dementia huh. and surrendered his driver's license right off. I mean, he'd been a professional driver most of his life as well. So. Must have been tough for both of them. Well, it was. My, my, my dad, not so much. He was like, yeah, no, I don't have to drive at night. I'm not going to drive at yeah. night. But uh, my brother, uh, he uh, it was rough for him because same thing. He'd driven all his life. And uh, uh, just but the fact that he recognized something was wrong and pulled over and said, hey, no, hon, you got to drive. Yeah. Uh, you got to give them kudos for that. Absolutely. What do you think about, I know in past there's been calls about, you know, once maybe you hit a certain age, maybe it's 80, that no matter what, you shouldn't drive anymore. What do you think about that? I know a lot of people in their 80s. I drive for a, a, a pharmaceutical company, and uh, a lot of the drivers in their or a lot of seniors in their 80s are, have their wits about them more some of the young people, I mean. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, Derek. Agreed. Thank you for giving us a shout this afternoon. I uh, really appreciate it. Hey, Sue, what's on your mind? Um, hi. Mine's a little different because um, I'm talking about the power of the registry. Okay. Um, I have MS and I have to get a medical every year. And um, I got my medical and my doctor approved me. Um, I had a court case coming up, um, which was very serious for me. Um, it was about um, my house, and and I had someone carrying my mortgage. And after 15 years, they decided that they were going to claim ownership, and I'd been paying on the mortgage for 15 years. Anyway, um, um, uh, I had uh, applied to the courts to have the the court date delayed so my doctor wrote a, a letter uh, saying asking for the delay when I was uh, applying for renewal of my license at the registry um, they had said that my doctor didn't fill in that I had MS on my medical and I said oh well I have a letter here you know from my doctor that states I have them now. Yeah. And I so what happened? What I happened? I the letter to show her. Well, she snatched the letter from my hand, which the letter was addressed to the courts, not to the registry. She snatched the letter, read it, and, and then said, oh, just a minute. Took it to the supervisor. This happened to also be the staff member was someone who my store had asked them to leave over a theft issue. Sue, I'm almost out of time, so we're going to have to wrap up your story. Tell me what happened. She came back. They took my license. Mm. They took my license. I said, and I was shocked. And I said, well, when, when can I get it back? And she said, well, come and see me after court. It, it was all, obviously, she was just yeah. very mad at me. Come to see me after court, and I will be the one who decides if 
you ever get your license. Sue, so you need to be asking some more questions about that, and I'd go to the uh, the uh, the boss lady at the, the registry, get someone else involved on that one. I'm sure you've probably already investigated it. Thank you for letting me know about that. Um, it is 2.29, um, late to get into the newscast. We're going to take a break here uh, from this topic after the 2.30 news. We've got another one coming up, but we'll get back to it, I promise, um, because I know there's a lot more calls coming in. So stick around. Brenton's up next with the news. The 6.30 chat. Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.